Good Saturday morning to you, Toronto. I hope you're having an excellent start to your weekend and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there as we celebrate you tomorrow. Well, on June 26, Toronto will be going to the polls to elect the next mayor of this great city. The front runner, according to the most recent polling, shows Olivia Chow is in the lead and she joins me now. Good morning, Olivia. Good morning. What a beautiful morning. Right? You know, I just love Toronto at this time of year. I mean, I just think the city just comes alive. Absolutely love it. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for inviting me in. So uh, how do you feel about your standing right now? You are clearly the front runner. How does that make you feel in the last few days left of this campaign? Well, uh, I am happy that people seem to be agreeing with my vision of uh, creating a city that's more caring and more affordable and safer. Uh, Lots of work still to do because uh, until people show up to vote, you never know. But I'm hearing people are saying, oh my gosh, um, my rent has gone up so high, it's like so difficult. Or that I'm facing an eviction because uh, my landlord wants to renovate. Or, or that, hey, how come this park is so scruffy? And those potholes are driving me nuts. And I'm getting stuck in traffic all the time. And why is it the TDC raised the fares and uh, cut the service? So <laughs> um, I'm hearing a lot of it. And I, and, and I said, well, yeah, let's go and fix it together. Let's, uh, let's open up City Hall get everyone engaged and let's do so much better. So um, it's, it's uh, people are saying those kind of things and they're saying, yeah, I agree with you. So it's, it's exciting because I'm getting a lot of nods, you know, these not tests. Yeah. They say, yep, 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 yep. That's right. <laughs> I agree. And I'm the one that's nodding as they are speaking, you know? So you're right, Olivia. I mean, you know, we will see on June 26, what happens. And, uh, you know, many people say the only poll that matters is, uh, on election day. So let's say you do become the next mayor of the city. What is the first thing that you feel you will need to focus on, uh, in the city? Cause there are so many issues, as you said, there's rent, there's the safety, of the TTC, there is policing. Yep. I mean, again, the list can go on and on and on. What yeah. on day one? What would be the thing that Olivia Chow would say we need to tackle? Uh, I want to build affordable housing. Let's start right now, mm. and I want to streamline the process right now. Uh, there are a lot of nonprofit organizations that have put in applications to build affordable housing. Uh, but they're stuck waiting for uh, two years, three years uh, for approval. I want to get that out the door immediately so that they can build and that the city can also build. Like for far too long, the city has walked away and, and it stopped building housing. So I'm going to bring that back. That would be my top priority. Uh, but, you know, even you, you hit the shuffle in the ground right now, like tomorrow, 27, if that happens, it yeah. still takes about a year plus to build anything, right? To, to see the bricks and mortars being put together. Um, at the meantime, you have all these ooh, two or three pe- two or three hundred people can't find shelters and they, and they're camping everywhere. You see them in the subway station, on the street, and my God, you sh- they shuffle from one place to another, just no homes, right? So it's called rent um, 
is rent supplement. What's that? That's to uh, top up their income a little bit so that they could afford to rent a home. Uh, well, a room, not a home. Well, it's their home, but nothing, nothing fancy, just a room. That a room these days is like you know eight or nine hundred bucks, right? So the city will support a few hundred bucks to a three hundred bucks to top up what they get because they normally would get um, um, a disability pension, for example, right. which is yeah, it doesn't pay much. And not enough, so we're going to top that up so they immediately find a room and get them housed, get them off the shelter, off the street. That's my top priority. How do you have that conversation with the province? I mean, there was a partnership uh, that with the city and uh, to do exactly that, to provide mm-hmm. uh, some finances so that people could get off the streets and get into some housing. And the province did announce earlier this year, actually just a couple weeks ago, that they would not be uh, supporting as many homeless people as they usually do through this program. How do you have that conversation with the province, with Premier Ford, to say this is important and we need to be able to provide the uh, the resources in order to get this uh, people off the streets? Because Toronto doesn't have that money. No, I know. You, you are absolutely right. And you just heard a long sigh from me, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> But look, uh, Doug Ford said that he's for the people. Well, listen to the people. He has 12 provincial member of parliament right here in the city. They see it every day. If they are downtown, if they come downtown, well, it doesn't even have to be downtown anymore. If they talk to any of their neighbors, they will see it. If they take the subway, they will see people sleeping in the cars. They, they, they have to come to the table and do something with us. They, uh, the federal government gave the provincial government uh, something like the rent supplement program. The money ran out in a week, and it's obviously not enough. So I'm going to invite them and say, hey, the city will put in a thousand units of this kind of thing. Can you put in a thousand each? You have a lot more money than the poor city of Toronto, but we are a great city, but we want you to be our partner. So how about it? If you put in two thousand uh, and the request is in, yeah. <laughs> do it, <laughs> do it now because we need it now. So together we'll have 3,000 units so that we can then have 3,000 people. And some of that could be families. Like we see single people out in the street. There are actually, uh, and I I know you know the Daily Bread Food Bank really well. Yes. A third of these people using food banks are children. You're looking at children and their moms in shelters and my god can you imagine children not being able to have friendship with their with their little kids with their friends because they're moving school from one school to another school how are you ever going to find your friends right Mm -hmm. so it's tough to grow up like that and it, it might damage them because then then they don't form any relationship with people of their own age so please premier uh, MPPs, members of parliament, they are 
They're all, they're either a liberal member of parliament, and a lot of them are conservative provincial member of parliament. Please listen to people. Listen to people that are running the food banks, that are running the shelters. They're all saying, do something. Because if we just push them from park to park, uh, get them lining up for food banks is not the solution. We all know that. Yeah, I, I, so, I think listen, a part of the listen. I think a part of the question too, though, Olivia, is fostering that relationship with uh, with Premier Ford. I mean, what does that look like? As you know, he continues to kind of reach into Toronto uh, a lot more. He's very interested and very invested in what happens in the city. There is going to be a, a, a relationship that needs to be fostered and grow with the next mayor and the premier. And just curious as to how do you how do you do that when he has, uh, you know, we talk about strong mayor powers, uh, you know, the, the the limitation of the city council by shrinking that as well. Uh, he, you know, there's just a, a lot. There's, a, again, the refusal to uh, provide more funding for the province as well. What does that look like as you ste- as you potentially step into this role with fostering and growing that relationship? Mm-hmm. All of that has been passed. And Doug Ford, before he became the premier, was Doug the candidate with Olivia the candidate. Yep. <laughs> we spent almost a year together uh, in all types of all-candidates meeting, you know, uh, in uh, answering questions to the citizens of Toronto. That's probably why he is so interested in the city of Toronto, because he spent a year <laughs> um, being the candidate, right? right? Candidate Doug Ford, running for municipal election at the same time I did. So we spent quite a bit of time uh, uh, mostly debating John Tory, right? Yeah. So, uh, so we, we do know each other. Yeah. And uh, I will talk to him. We will uh, rebuild the relationship. Uh, this time, him as the premier, and hopefully myself as the mayor. We both love the city. It is a great city of ours. We both want um, our residents and citizens to be happy and safe and having uh, leading a, a affordable life. Let's do it together because we can fight, but why would we want to do that? Let's let's be let's build a relationship. Let's look at the common grounds that he and I have. And uh, and move forward together. We won't agree with everything, right. but the outcome. We want the same outcome. So different ways, different paths. Let's talk. Let's uh, rebuild the relationship again. Olivia, I was watching the CP twenty four debate, and you have been you are being hammered on every side by all of the candidates pushing <laughs> you uh, for what they call a lack of transparency. Your platform does indicate that revenue from increasing existing city building fund uh, by point you say thirty three point three three percent will generate approximately four hundred and four million dollars over eight years, which will be put towards a down payment and offer soft costs to build 25,000 rental homes. Does that mean, and I'm giving you the chance to clear the air because there's so many questions about that, does that mean an increase to taxes, specifically property taxes in the city of Toronto? Hey, Maggie, thank you for uh, reading my platform online. There's a lot of details in there. There is. Um, 
yeah, yeah, I know. And they kept saying, well, you're not, you're not costing anything. Well, that's totally not true. Everything in there is costed. Uh, yeah, it's 0.33 of 1%. It's about 11 bucks per, per, per household per year. It's not a whole lot. Uh, I've always talked about uh, doing the budget with people in the center. Uh, the old ways in the last 10 years, building the budget doesn't work because you can look at our streets, look at our park, right? Look at TDC. So uh, let's talk to the people. What do we need? Uh, and uh, and build it together. Then invite partners uh, from the federal provincial government. Yes, I would um, ask those that are buying luxury homes that are three, five, ten. $12 million, they can afford to pay a bit more. Uh, and um, when they buy new homes, that would uh, generate a few millions, quite a few millions. And then those speculators, land speculators that buy a home and then they evict the tenants, leave it vacant, wait for the right time to, to uh, rebuild, uh, they can afford to pay a bit more on the vacancy tax from 1% to 3%, and that would generate $44 million. So uh, we'll add it all up and look at the inflation and what's the interest rate um, nine months from now, and we'll come up with a modest tax increase. And it would be reasonable, uh, modest, as I said. And I, <laughs> my political opponents are making stuff up. They're saying, like, 25%, 20%. No, no, they're wrong. They're making it up. Um, not going to do that. So what are, could you put a number on it, Olivia, today to clear the air? Because if, you know, we are hearing that 25%, what do you think the average uh, increase will be? I really don't know, Maggie, because... I don't know what the interest rate's going to be, right? The Bank of Canada just um, bumped up the interest rates. But what uh, I am hearing, though, is that there will be an increase, though. Yes, there would be, okay. but it would be very modest. This is after we look at um, people that can pay more, uh, will pay, like in terms of buying new homes that are over $3 million, right? That's only 2% of... Uh, everyone that buy new homes. So it won't touch 98% of the people. So you don't have to worry. Also, the people that are low income, the people that, are, that, people that uh, earn not a lot, or seniors with fixed income, we at the city has a, uh, a, rent, a, a, sorry, a property tax deferral program. We have an exemption program. You can get exempt if your income is low. So don't worry because um, you don't have to pay the increase at all. So uh, it really, the way I'm doing it is asking people that have a lot more money than uh, most of the people, <laughs> probably uh, 98% of the people, uh, uh, only those that, are, that can afford to pay a bit more will pay more. But do you realize also, though, Olivia... Let's call it a, man, a mansion tax. Because, right. Uh, it's about time they... You know, if you can buy a home that is that have a private squash court in it, surely you can contribute a, a bit more to uh, make the city run better. Right. So right now, the average home in the city of Toronto is around 1.5, a little higher than that. That's right. And so... Mm-hmm. And, and the cost yeah, continues to increase. 
Sorry? No, no, I'm not talking about those folks. I'm talking about people that are buying homes that are more than $3 million, right. which is not an average cost of a house. Right. So um, I'm not touching anyone. As I said, 98% of the people, I'm, I'm not, uh, when they buy a new home, I'm, I'm not at all making an impact on them. Because at the end of the day, if we have a better city, think about taxes. When we invest more in the city, it means that life will be more affordable. It means we don't have to increase TDC fares. It means that uh, when our kids go to the local community center and learn how to swim and and uh, sign up for some recreation programs, it means that it's more affordable. It means that, uh, that we can open up the pool longer hours so people have more fun, right? It also means that if we build decent, affordable housing, people wouldn't have to pay so much for rent. Then they have some money left at the end of the month. Because honestly, I'm, I'm hearing people saying, at the end of the month, we have so little left that we're worried about getting, uh, just buying fresh fruits. And it, because that too is a luxury when you have close to nothing left. Of course. So, so Olivia, are you, hoping, people, mm-hmm. are you hoping that this increase in the property taxes for those in homes of worth $3 million or over would take care of things like the shortfall of you know, one billion dollars up that will continue no. to increase. How do we fix the short the shortfall in the city? What does that then look like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's astounding. It's just in the history of <laughs> the city. I've never seen. Look, I I've been. Uh, I I was at the budget committee for ten years. I put budget together uh, for a, almost a decade a, a while ago, but. I've never seen the city of Toronto with a $1.5 billion deficit. Mm. That's not means where it is. You can call it budget hole, budget mm-hmm. shortfall. But you know what it is? It's a deficit of $1.5 billion. There's no way from the property tax alone can we, can we overcome that deficit. Because so how do we, how do we overcome it? Yeah. Yeah, well, the 1% is only 30, it gets us only $38 million, right? So, it, which is what we started talking about uh, a few minutes ago. We have to have this, the federal and provincial government coming to the table. Because think about it. The Fed, we talked about Mr. Ford, but think about the refugees coming to our, uh, our city. We welcome them because they're fleeing the Taliban and Afghanistan. Mm. They are running away from people that would kill them because they are LGBTQ, right? They are uh, from Uganda, for example. Um, we welcome them because they are uh, leaving horrible lives and they come to this great city of ours. But it's a federal program, and yet the federal when they when they arrive to Toronto. They can't work because they don't have a work permit. They have to wait for the federal government to give them a work permit, and they wait and wait and wait. In the meantime, they can't work. How are they going to find the money to 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 afford anything? Yeah. So they, they 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 are on our streets. They are on our shelters. We can't do that because the city don't have the money. So where is the federal government with all these refugees coming to our? great city. We need them to pay their bills. If not, there's no way we can afford to do it, which is that we don't want to turn them down. But right now, they're on our streets. 
What do we do? So we are saying to our Prime Minister, Mr. Trudeau, and our Deputy Prime Minister, who represent a downtown riding, Chrystia Freeland, who happens to be the finance minister, she holds the purse string. Please, um, this is your city. Do something. The housing minister, Ahmad Hassan, is is a, a member of parliament for the city of Toronto in the Etobicoke North. Please come and, uh, pardon me, from York Center, um, help us out. We, but, we need you to pay your bills and help those folks that are uh, on the street of Toronto. But Olivia, what we have seen is that both the provincial government and the federal government are not interested in giving Toronto more money. We've seen that very clear in both budgets. And so this idea of continuing to go with our hands outstretched is wearing thin. And so I I wonder if is this a cost of being in a big city that Toronto needs to be start thinking outside the box of how do we generate more income into this city? And have you thought about that and what that might look yeah. like beyond, uh, you know, increase in property taxes for those living in larger homes? Maggie, that's a very, very good point. Now, because it's so beautiful outside, <laughs> <laughs> it is sunny. Let us not lose hope. Uh, the Two weekends ago, the finance minister, Mr. Um, um, <laughs> Uh, Christian Freeland, in answering a question from the Federation of Canadian Municipalities and the big city mayors that represent all the big cities across the country, from coast to coast to coast, whether it's Halifax or Vancouver, she said, yes, I am willing to look at uh, additional revenue tools, i.e. different ways to uh, provide support to municipalities uh, in this country, and that she is willing to uh, take a look and work with the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, who, who, by the way, I know very well because I used to be a member of Parliament for eight years, and we used to be able to get the federal government to come to the table. And if you look at that... Um, Young Street subway line, those new, well, not new anymore, but they, they're better looking and newer than the Blue Street line, those, those subway cars. That came from an extra sense of gas tax from the federal government. We are collectively, whether municipalities from coast to coast to coast, saying to the federal government, we need a revenue source that grow with the economy. Um, Toronto is the economic engine of Canada. And when people come and attend Carabana, for example, or the Pride Weekend coming up, they generate a lot of money because they buy and, and, and they do a lot, you know, go to our hotels. We need that money, some of that economic benefits coming back to the city. So we need to look at ways to grow our budget, um, go our, grow our revenue, So I'm hopeful that the federal government, because we're not alone, and this is echoed across the country, will come to the table and say, yes, we get it. This is, we're going to pay up. We're going to partner with you. I'm hopeful this will happen. Um, And we're looking at a budget shortfall that is incredibly huge. And I don't believe they would just walk away and leave the city alone. 
All right. Olivia, thank you. I'm hopeful, plus because together we are stronger. I know whether it's your listener or folks that are across the city will say, hey, Olivia, let's do this together after the election. Election is only one step. It's only one small act. We, after the election, we need to come together and say collectively, because we're stronger, that, hey, we need a better, better funding formula for for this great city of ours. All right. So we have you on record saying that you are not going to increase property taxes. We've gotten that clear as (laughs) only for those... In three no, three no, no. million dollar homes. That's what I'm understanding no, no. from our takeaway from our conversation. Am I correct? No, and, and, no, those are the mansion tax I'm talking about. The property tax will go up in a modest way, but certainly not the way that my political opponent are are making it up for twenty percent, twenty five percent. They they are making it up. They're wrong. I'm not doing that. It would be a, a modest increase. In nine months from now, because that will be March of next year, uh, and um, yeah, so do not worry. And for those that are low income, there's an exemption program for them. Okay, really quickly though, you realize though, even if the property tax does go up, that will trickle down to those who are renters, because if you're a landlord and you're paying property taxes, that does trickle down to renters. How do how do you how do you handle that? Because that will be an increase for low income people. Yes, I I get it. Um, but do know that I'm talking about modest tax increase. Um, and when you say modest, what does year, that mean? Yeah, just this year. This just this year, the conserve um, the um, Mr. Tory, uh, former mayor John Tory, yes. talked about uh, if you look at they had a five percent and then one point five percent building funds, yep. the seven percent tax increase. I think most people are able to shoulder that because the inflation rate is so high right now. Um, as I said earlier, Maggie, we, we, we don't know what is the inflation rate nine months from now. Right. We don't know the, uh, we don't even know whether the Bank of Canada in a few months' time are going to hike the interest rates again. I hope not. Um, but, um, that's beyond our control, beyond the control of the city of Toronto. And the city of Toronto, if you think about it, have a huge, huge um, budget, $50 billion capital budget, and $16 billion of operating dollar, right? So everything from police and from taking out your garbage and the parks and TTC, um, all of those things require an investment. You know what I would do, though, is I would certainly not increase TTC fares and then cut the service. So there are lots to do. We have to uh, make TDC service better so more people would use the TDC so that we can get uh, get a bit more money to TDC because the more people using it will get generate more revenue than with the better services. I think those are kind of things that people really care about. And for renters you talk about, um, the city has a program right now, and I want to make sure that it's working well for them. Uh, that would help uh, provide a bit of financial and um, uh, and social support, so they don't have any, they don't get evicted. 
So, um, and inventors are really important because they are more than half of uh, the people in Toronto. So I certainly want to protect them. Uh, I want to have programs that help them uh, from being renovicted uh, and and being demovicted because sometimes that's really hard, especially for seniors that uh, lived in a a building uh, for more than 30, 40 years. To, to throw them out now, where are they going to go? You yeah. know, a shelter? My God, uh, that's really hard. And, and there are people uh, right in Etobicoke that are facing uh, those kind of crises. Mid-Toronto, I've been meeting with them. They're seniors, and they're, they're just scared. They're worried. They're anxious yeah. because they, get, they are getting the notice that they're getting uh, renovated. All right, Olivia, I'm going to have to call it there. I really appreciate your time and being on Toronto this weekend. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. That was Olivia Chow, uh, frontrunner right now in the mayoral race. Uh, You heard it here. Uh, A a moderate, she says a modest increase when it comes to property taxes. What that means, what that looks like. I tried. I tried my hardest uh, to get a firm answer on that. And I guess we will see if she becomes mayor of the city, what happens from that.